Welcome to Cab World, first off the rank for news, reviews and interviews from the world of taxi, private hire and chauffeur drive. This is episode number 13. Joining me, as always, my co-host William. William, how's things with you? Had a good week? Great. Okay, how's yourself? Yeah, things are starting to pick up slightly. Schools are back, so starting to get back to some kind of normality. So yeah, slowly but surely, I've got a few drivers back as well. So yeah. That's good news. Going the right direction. I've noticed that myself. I've done uh, I've done a few short journeys uh, around Edinburgh, and the roads are definitely getting busier. There's there's queues oh. of cars where there's been you know just a deserted wasteland before, uh, but all of a sudden the roads are getting busier through here. So I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, I actually heard that I was listening to the traffic actually this morning, and it was uh, very much a case of. Uh, there's traffic jams here and there's hold-ups here. And I thought, gosh, it's a long time since I've heard that. <laughs> no, I thought I'd be so happy exactly. to hear these things. <laughs> I know, I know. I've not missed them. And I, it won't take us long to get moaning about them again. But, uh, you know, well, it's it's good, just good to get some indications that things are, uh, are starting to pick up a little bit in the economy. But was it because of the um, things are getting back to normal or is it because of these bloody cycle lanes they're putting in everywhere? <laughs> Everybody's shouting about <laughs> Oh, Glasgow's full of cycle lanes. I don't know. Managed to put in during the lockdown. Well, that's right, and and uh, those have impacted on on the the taxi world as well. Certainly in Edinburgh, they they have a a weird situation. It might be the same in other parts of uh, Scotland and and the UK, but in Edinburgh, we've got lots of cycle lanes where the cycle lane goes down the left hand lane next to the curb, and then the cars. The car parking spaces are almost in the middle of the road. So if you if you are a, a, a taxi and you're maybe offloading a, a passenger, maybe a passenger who's in a wheelchair or you know um, family with a child in a buggy or whatever, then the ramp comes out of the vehicle over the cycle lane, and you can just picture the chaos that ensues that way. And when you open the vehicle door, you're either blocking the oncoming cars on one side or you're blocking the cycle lane. On the other side, yeah. it just doesn't seem to be any real kind of joined up thinking involved in this. You know, no real kind of uh, risk no. assessment being done. But, you know. One of our drivers actually told us this morning that he was over near Silverburn and they've installed this new cycle lane. So they've put this two-lane carriageway down to one lane and there was a massive queue of cars. And what happens? They've got a blue light ambulance and the blue light ambulance decides it's going to have to go down the cycle lane. Okay. So it ends up knocking over half of these uh, bollard, these plastic bollard type things they've got. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say knocked over down. half a dozen cyclists. <laughs> no, no, no. No cyclists on the cycle lane. So they just, the ambulance decides to go down it, which, I mean, if you're waiting in a blue light ambulance, you'd be seeing go down it anyway. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, just chaos, absolute chaos they're causing with some of these things. Oh dear, oh dear. Right, okay, well let's get on with the show. Um, Similar format to usual. Coming up in this episode, we've got the news section summary of top stories affecting our trade from the UK and overseas in some cases. And then we'll finish off with the what's on section. That's events planned in the UK and other parts of the world. So kicking off with the first news item, we have a a story that uh, at Heathrow Airport, they are about to treble the taxi pickup fee from July this year. That's July 2021. So Heathrow is preparing to 
almost triple the fee it charges London's black cabs, collecting passengers from the airport, an increase that drivers warn will be devastating to their business. Taxis will have to pay £10 from July compared to the current rate, which is £3.60. The price rise will help Heathrow to recoup £1.4 Uh, that it's lost uh, running the airport rank last year when passengers' numbers collapsed as a result of travel restrictions uh, across the aviation industry. Passenger numbers at the airport last year fell to levels not seen since the 1970s, and Heathrow Airport is losing £5 million every day. However, drivers say that increasing the charge for every journey around the airport to £10 will mean that work is barely worth doing. And access to the Heathrow Airport is tightly controlled. All taxis must queue in a parking area on the outskirts of the airport while waiting to be directed to the terminal to collect passengers. Now, waiting times were about three hours prior to the pandemic, but now drivers routinely, <laughs> I can barely believe this, but they, they routinely um, have, have spread out to 24 hours over the past year, according to drivers. So to make ends meet, some drivers are doing uh, four to five day stints more or less living at the airport while they queue for passengers and only returning home to see their families at weekends. And that's according to uh, a driver called Sam Houston. Um, And the driver is uh, a regular in the queue. An airport spokesman said, uh, we have delayed increasing the charge for the taxi feeder rank for as long as possible, but it will now increase from the 1st of July. But the price will decrease in future as passenger numbers increase. So this could be uh, a temporary trebling of the fare, um, but certainly, even if that is the case, this is going to be very damaging to uh, to those that make their living uh, as a taxi driver at Heathrow Airport um, for the for the foreseeable future. I mean, what do you make of that, William? Yeah. We've we've commented before about similar, but this is a trebling of the fee. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, I, I don't really see how that will impact so much on the taxi driver because I think we're all just adding it on to the passenger. Um, and saying that, I, I think, you know, um, certainly I think that the, the airports, I just don't see that price going down. Once they put it up, lucky, when do you ever hear a price coming back down again? I know. It's never going yeah. to happen. Mm-hmm. If anything, you know, in a couple of years' time, they'll say, we'll reduce it by 10% and take a quid off it. So you'll be paying nine quid or something. Um, I, I, I don't know how airports are getting away with this. I really don't. Um, it's just they must be making more money out of dropping passengers off than flights landing because they are making an absolute fortune out of this. And albeit, you know, they can do that. And there is some businesses, Lockie, that can recoup the money that, you know, they've lost in their last year. Certainly the taxis won't. And I think, you know, as we're going on to a story later on here about fares, you know, taxis can't just go and put their fares up by terrible the price. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. not going to happen. So they're not going to recoup the money. And I'm quite sure airports have had big handouts from government. Um, so, no, I just think it's wrong. I, I really do think it's wrong that airports are allowed to charge. I, I do think it's actually wrong for airports and railway stations charging taxis to pick up their passengers. If this was going the other way, and I, I've always said it would only take a day for taxis to say, well, do you know what, we're not getting near, we're not dropping off and we're not picking up from your airport. 
and I can guarantee by lunchtime the airport would be on the phone to, you know, the local taxi company saying, what's going on? Why is he not doing this? What, what's that? All these people standing here can't go anywhere. Um, but the, the problem is that taxis won't do that. You'd need everyone to stick together. You'd well, always get the right. one renegade that would be out there saying, I'll go and pick them up. <laughs> Well, it's very true. I mean, whether it's a, a, a railway station or an airport, taxis are an essential part of the onward travel process. Uh, and, yes. you know, in order to keep that flow of people going, you need taxis to be there. But, you know, they, need to, they need to pay for the privilege to do so at the moment. So, yeah, it'd be an interesting experiment to, uh, to see carried out. Well, I, I, I don't see it happening anytime soon, but it would be interesting I to see the result. I don't see it happening, but... Um, it would be very profitable for the taxi companies if they could come to an agreement. We're not going to come near your airport or your train station. Um, so I'm sorry, we're just going to have to tell the passengers that you don't allow us to drop off there. Um, and they'll need to make alternative. I mean, how other way do you get to some of these airports? Like Edinburgh, Glasgow, how are you going to get there from, like, say, your home or, you know, one of the sort of housing estates around about Edinburgh, Glasgow? It's all right seeing you run a bus in and out of Glasgow, but that's no good to, you know, very few people stay in the centre of Glasgow, very few people stay in the centre of Edinburgh, you know. So you'd need to get transport into Glasgow and then get a bus from Glasgow out to the airport. So I I can absolutely guarantee you the airports would be on very, very quickly saying, we have got a queue of thousands of people standing here and no one's picking them up. (laughs) Okay, so let's move on to our next piece now. So uh, off to uh, Dubai uh, just now. Uh, Dubai uh, has struck a deal with a business called Cruise to roll out self-driving taxis. So Dubai has become the first city to sign a contract with an autonomous taxi manufacturer ordering up to 4,000 of those vehicles from the U.S. driverless car group called Cruise with a view to deploying them from 2023. So the deal with Cruise announced in a tweet from the Crown Prince uh, Hamdan bin Mohammed is aimed at delivering on a promise for a quarter of the city's transportation to be fully autonomous by the year 2030. The Crown Prince called the deal the first of its kind worldwide between a government entity and a leading developer of autonomous vehicles. Now, the order comes as Dubai, uh, which already operates around about 11,000 normal traditional taxis, uh, is also pushing to become the first city to host a flying taxi service. And since 2017, it's partnered with a business called Volocopter, which is a German aviation startup uh, that's been trialing its technology in the city. Now, for Cruise, the General Motors driverless car uh, unit that was valued at $30 billion earlier this year, this marks the first time that any entity has made a purchase for the Origin, which is the all-electric vehicle purpose-built for ride-sharing that unveiled uh, itself in uh, early 2020. Now, the Origin, the vehicle has no steering wheel and no driver's seat, and it can seat up to six passengers and is designed to encourage pooled rides or ride sharing. So it wouldn't be our podcast, uh, William, if we didn't have some feature about um, technology, autonomous vehicles, flying taxis. And it looks like Dubai has put a tick in every single one of those boxes uh, here. So, uh, you know, I mean, they are... um, 
I think they're all government-run taxis. I think the vehicles over there are all owned by uh, by the government. The drivers are paid a, a wage, and as we covered there, they've got roughly eleven thousand taxis. But this is going to see quite a change in the future. Yeah, and again, it's back to this uh, driverless, and it's back to the fact that um, they're not going to have any wages to pay. The vehicle will do it all without a driver. And this is where I feel there's going to be a problem in the future for the trade, um, particularly drivers. If they don't get their act together, um, they need to start providing a service that, you know, more than just A to B, um, they need to start, you know, providing something other than just a, a run from, you know, your door to someone else's door. They've got to be able to do something a bit They've got to start thinking now the box taxi companies. They've got to look at, because these vehicles are coming, whether we like it or not. I've said it for a long time. I, they're not that far away. I mean, you're talking there, Lockie, what, 2023? Mm-hmm. Yep. Talking two years away. Do you know what I mean? It, it's, it's coming quicker than a lot of people think it is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And when you think about, you know, the the layout of streets that might actually suit autonomous vehicles, uh, it's been a while since I've been in Dubai, but I think that the the street layout there probably lends itself quite well uh, towards you know driverless vehicles. Very much the same as New York, isn't it? Mm. I mean, the layout of the streets in New York are absolutely ideal for it. They're yeah, perfect for it. Yeah, absolutely. Very modern uh, layout, and you know, you compare it to a lot of cities, like you know, maybe Edinburgh, where I am just now. You know, the roads are, you know, you've got layers of, of, of roads and, and tunnels and bridges and uh, all sorts of obstacles, which I, I just think would make it quite difficult. But certainly looking at Dubai, I think it, it could well be a success. I think looking at also when you look at like to other cities and as I say, New York, I mean, that's just in the grid. New York's mm-hmm. just designed in a grid. You know, there's all these straight lines, these roads that just run straight in every direction. And you're like, this is ideal for it. And you know what? Once you start getting into these big modern cities, you'll soon be getting into every other city as well. There's no doubt with that, Lucky. It's not far away yeah, from absolutely. you just pressing your app and this uh, cubicle appears in front of you. That's right. And there's no That's taxi right. involved, okay. just, just an autonomous vehicle. I know, I know. Well, I yeah. mean, we keep hearing about them and, um, you know, they're coming. I don't think there's any any denying that. It's just a matter of time. I and think so, we should um, be invited over for the the <laughs> first run over to Dubai to see that happen for the first. I think run. you're right, uh, and I, I think I think we need to take a very long and detailed look at this. Uh, you're yeah, probably absolutely. over a period of a couple of weeks. <laughs> so yeah, more more on that later. Uh, we we hope. Yeah. Um. So from Dubai to Bolton. We've got a a story here about Bolton taxi drivers who are looking for CCTVs to to be installed in their vehicles after um, a spate of attacks have taken place. So taxi drivers in the Bolton area are growing increasingly worried over the number of attacks that they're facing while they're behind the wheel and are calling for more action to be taken to protect them. In early April this year, a taxi was being driven in the Bolton area when a passenger assaulted the driver, leading to the vehicle crashing into a tree, and then two men stole cash before leaving the driver, who was then later taken to hospital. Uh, 
Now, the Bolton Private Hire Association say that they've asked the council for CCTV to be fitted in their vehicles for years to protect uh, themselves as well as their passengers. And a spokesman said, we've been asking the local council for CCTV to put in our vehicles for quite a long time. A lot of the time when we have reported incidents, we've been told that there's not enough evidence and they feel like sitting ducks. It feels like nothing's being done and these attacks are happening more and more frequently. So the CCTV would not only make the driver safe, but it would make the passengers feel safe and help the police uh, resolve any uh, any cases that are reported. A local um, uh, Bolton Council spokesman said that Bolton Council is working with Transport for Greater Manchester and the other boroughs in the city region to agree the minimum licensing standards for hackney carriages and private hire vehicles. Uh, plans uh, were put out to uh, public consultation last year. Among the suggestions that uh, that were included was that all vehicles should be fitted with CCTV. I went on to say that these uh, CCTV devices would be funded by individual license holders. So, Again, we've spoken on this subject a few times, William. This is uh, a situation where drivers are really keen to have CCTV for their own protection, the protection of their passengers, but red tape is stopping them from doing so. Yeah, I keep going back to the the, the whole um, red tape, the whole looking for permission to do it. Um, you walk down any high street, you walk into any shop, any nightclub, any pub, you're on CCTV. None of these people are asking permission. They just pop CCTV. You want to pop CCTV outside your house, go right ahead and do it. For some reason, when you want to put in a taxi, there's someone jumping up and down saying, ah, wait a minute, we need to have a look at this and see what it's all about. Why? Mm-hmm. And I can guarantee you it's because there's none of these councillors out there driving a taxi. Do you know what I mean? Because they're not the guys that are out there in the middle of the night taking strangers from A to B, taking them away out to, you know, far-flung places outside city centres, and you're hoping that, oh, I hope everyone's all right here when I get to the other end. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we, we, it was just, was it not recently in Edinburgh that, that actually it came to the stage where the buses stopped getting in a, a district in Edinburgh, was it? Um, well, that's right. That's right, yeah. I mean, there was a, there was a spate of attacks on buses, um, which which became headline news. Uh, locally. But again, this is something that's been happening to taxis for for quite some time. And it's been underreported, really. It wasn't until buses started to be attacked that, you know, that news piece was added on almost as a just a supplementary um, item. But it's been it's not a new thing. And and again, when we were covering that, it was amazing how in other parts of the UK and other parts of the world, it seems that that taxis uh, are a, a bit of a target for this this type of attack. Yeah, they are an easy target because you're a one man band out there, and some of these people just think that you've got a few pounds on you, um, and you're in the middle of nowhere. There's two or three guys in your vehicle, and you know you are an easy target. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So let's uh, we'll we'll keep our eyes on uh, on this story, yeah. and, uh, and and hopefully common sense will prevail. These guys are are not feeling safe, going about doing their jobs, and um, and they feel that CCTV would uh, would would 
incre- increase their own safety and for that of their passengers. So let's hope some uh, common sense prevails. Yeah. Now, um, a story from <laughs> Cambridge um, where yes. a taxi driver told a size 28 um, passenger that she needed to get in a bigger taxi. Now, this uh, 29-year-old female passenger claims that the driver looked her up and down and suggested that she travel <laughs> in a larger vehicle when she tried to book him in the Cambridge area. The mortified passenger who has a binge eating disorder, went on to the next vehicle along in the rank and uh, has since lodged a complaint with Cambridge City Council. She claims that she would have been able to comfortably fit into the the car with a regular seatbelt as she doesn't require an extender. Uh, She had travelled into the city centre that morning with no problems and is now speaking out about her distressing experience last month to ensure that no one else faces the same thing. Now, someone claiming to be the taxi driver's colleague um, wrote a piece on social media saying that the cabbie uh, was putting uh, the passenger's safety and uh, best interests at heart uh, as there is less legroom in the hatchback in comparison to a multi-seater vehicle. And previously, another big individual was unable to put the seatbelt on. Now, a Cambridge City Council spokesman has said that any allegations made against any Cambridge City Council licensed taxi driver is thoroughly investigated by the authority and appropriate enforcement action is taken in accordance with their licensing enforcement policy. So this is... A story. I mean, it's 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 become quite a big story, um, I guess, in 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 the UK. Um, I don't quite know what to make of it. I mean, there are people of all sorts of shapes and sizes. Uh, it could well be that when this is investigated, it does transpire that it was a health and safety issue, uh, or maybe just down to you know making sure that the the comfort of the passenger was was taken into consideration. But it's it's just a, it's an awkward yeah. one, isn't it? Yeah, I think there's a few things involved in this. Um, I think the taxi drivers need to be very careful where they go with this as well. I have noticed even in Glasgow that the same the vehicles seem to be getting smaller and smaller that they're allo- allowing to be used as taxis and private hire vehicles. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah. seriously, I've looked at cars and I thought, how is that ever passed? Is it just there's no luggage room on it? You know, it's tiny these some of these cars, and you do think, you know. Something like this comes up, the council's not going to maybe be able to do anything about this particular incident. But what they can do is come out and say, well, see you guys with all these small vehicles, they need to go. You just mm-hmm. need to get bigger vehicles. So that's where I can see that going. I can see that's where the, that may end up. The thing that I'm biting my tongue about is I was just wondering if this is to do with this Cambridge diet that they keep going about. <laughs> Cambridge diet. I've not yeah. heard of that one. I probably should look it uh, up, actually. But yeah, it's, it's a very famous probably. diet. That you hear all these film stars and what have you go on the Cambridge diet. So I'm surprised you've never okay. heard of that. What, why, why, why the Cambridge diet? No, I, I can't say I have. What's, uh, what's so special about the Cambridge diet then? Any ideas? I have absolutely no idea. Um, other than the fact that I've heard so many people talk about the Cambridge diet and a few of these film stars and what have you, you hear saying, oh, I went on the Cambridge diet and I've lost so many stone. Um, so I've never really looked into what, 
what the Cambridge diet does. But okay. Well, well there's a little bit of homework something. for us all. Yeah, it does. Well, clearly, uh, well, hopefully it does anyway. Yeah, but we can all uh, we can all look into that. But yeah, just closing on this. I mean, you, you know, you hear about you know larger people struggling to get into airplanes. And sometimes having to pay for two seats or squeeze into middle seat, and you know it, it must be quite a, quite a challenge. Um, but yeah, look, I think we'll we'll keep our eyes on this story. We'll see how how it pans out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is. It's got. I've just looked there. Lockie it does have its own website and everything. The Cambridge Diet and what have you. It's pretty famous, actually. Okay, <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. I'll leave I, you with that I, one. I can take a hint. <laughs> okay, um, moving on to yes. our final uh, our final news story uh, just now. Now, this is um, regarding a South Lakeland uh, taxi taxi driver or taxi drivers are looking for uh, the maximum meter rate to be increased to bring it in line with the inflation. Now, Windermere uh, driver Sarah Ibbotson said the lack of change in the rate, which has been in place since 2014, I mean, that's a long time ago, been in place yeah. since 2014, was causing considerable hardship as costs, has in, uh, costs had increased considerably over the same period. Now, South Lakeland District Council, SLDC as we'll call them, uh, has said that it is committed to reviewing fares later this year and will seek to engage with taxi drivers, operators and members of the public. Now, Mrs. Ibbotson said that costs had risen, including the charges that SLDC themselves impose for having a taxi licence. Taxi drivers have seen their actual incomes diminish enormously. Taxis must now set up to take uh, uh, card payments and they can't factor that into their charges either. So they stand to lose about 2 to 3% on every transaction. Now, fares that are set by the SLDC at £3.70 for the first mile and then £2.70 for every mile thereafter. So to bring those fares almost in line with inflation, uh, they need to be raised to £4 for the first mile and £3 for every mile thereafter. And Mrs. Ibbotson, whose husband is also a taxi driver, said she had written to the council, uh, the licensing um, uh, office, uh, individual councils and MP uh, Tim Farron about the issue and was fed up being comprehensively ignored. Now, uh, in email correspondence uh, with Mrs. Ibbotson, back in September uh, last year, uh, the chair of the council's licensing committee revealed that she had many people sending uh, her emails regarding a potential fare increase. So this just seems to be going round and round in circles. It's another case where red tape is just preventing the common sense thing from happening. You know, it's tough out there and... You know these uh, these these guys are out there working with uh, fares that have not been updated since 2014. It's incredible. I, I think that the, I think there's a bit of politics in that, Lockie. I think that um, I think that the flagpole, in other words, the the initial mile hasn't been updated. But I've got to say, um, looking at the the, the miles, you know, thereafter, two pounds seventy is quite a good rate for. Um, mile thereafter. I've got to be honest. There's, uh, I don't think there's a lot of companies charging that kind of money. Um, I know in Glasgow you're in the one thirty to one fifty a mile thereafter. Um, mm-hmm. 
certainly the, the, the flagpole generally in the Glasgow area is in the region of 350 for your first mile. So I, I think they're quite generous at 270 at the moment. So maybe that's why um, they've never raised the, the, the initial mile. And I think you'll find that they've raised the, the, the after mile um, since 2014, but never actually raised. It's one of these things that um, a lot of taxi drivers don't like getting the first mile um, increased. Um, they like it to sort of stay the same because the passenger doesn't quite notice so much. Mm-hmm. So when you get in a taxi, you just look at what's on the meter to begin with, and you don't really take much notice thereafter until you're getting out. But when you start changing it and you get in and there's more than what you're used to, that's when passengers tend to question um, what's going on. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. I think you'll find that the three, the sorry, the the initial miles uh, has been the same for a while, and I think you'll find that probably that's been at the request of most of the taxi trade. Um, but I've got to say, at two seventy, I think generous per mile. Yeah. Now it was set. Um, presumably, there was some kind of analysis done to to set that rate as appropriate in twenty fourteen. Um, and obviously there's been quite uh, considerable inflation in that time. So all the other costs have gone up and it would be interesting to see the um, the analysis really, you know, using the same sort of formula, what they would set fares at today. Um, but yeah, I can, I, I can see both sides here. I can understand your argument as well, yeah. uh, William. So yeah, th- so, th- so this is going to the, uh, the licensing committee, Hopefully they'll review it and uh, and we'll we'll look out for that output and uh, and uh, you know with some interest. Yeah, there is. There, can I with. say that there is actually a, there's actually a formula out there that a lot of taxi companies and uh, councils agree on, um, whereby they take the price of fuel, um, the price of tires, the price of insurance, the price of vehicles, come up with a kind of formula what they have risen each year. Mm-hmm. And that's where they come and they have a, a joint agreement, right? We'll look at what your insurers have went up by. We'll look by what price of fuel has went up by. And the price of cars have risen by X percent. So we'll have a, a kind of put that all together and we'll come up with a sort of formula. And this is the increase that you can have each year. And it saves a lot of messing about if you just stick to the same formula. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure if they contacted a few taxi companies in some of the bigger cities, they'd produce that formula for them and say to them, here's what we work with. Yeah, that would be interesting to uh, to do for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, just in closing, now that uh, that finishes off the news section, and yeah. just uh, an, an appeal to you know our uh, our listeners, our subscribers, if you've got any any news stories that you would like us to cover, as ever, you can get in touch with us through our our Facebook page. Uh, if you've got any news yeah. items that you want to uh, to to be included in the show, uh, don't be shy. Just reach out to us, and uh, we can include it in future episodes so just to, to close off on the uh, the what's on section we've got the scottish taxi expo uh taking place in the normandy hotel in uh, renfrew that's the 6th of october this year 2021 uh, we've got the lphca national forum taking place on tuesday the 6th of july that's in the emirates old trafford in manchester england uh, the same organisation, LPHCA, have a roadshow uh, that's taking place on Tuesday, the 30th of September 2021. That's at the Heathrow Marriott Hotel in London. The Private Hire and Taxi Monthly Expo, uh, have, we now have dates, which is the Tuesday and Wednesday. That's the 14th and 15th of September. 
2021 that's uh, being held at uh, Arena MK in Milton Keynes. Uh, we've got Taxi Expo 2021 on the 16th of September uh, this year. That's in uh, Expo Houten in uh, the Netherlands. We've got QSI Awards. That's Pro Driver. Um, now, that is scheduled for the 18th of November. There's still been no announcement about a venue as yet. So we'll keep you informed on that. But the date appears to be um, sticking at uh, 18th of no- uh, yeah, 18th November. Uh, we've got Taxi Fair in Madrid in Spain, of course. That's Sunday 21st and Monday 22nd of November. And this is the show that was postponed from 2020. So again, if you've got any events you'd like us to mention, don't hesitate to get in touch through uh, through our Facebook page and we can get that included in uh, in future episodes. So I think that brings us to the end of uh, another show. Absolutely. So Thank you, Loki. Thank you very much, William, and, uh, and thanks to our listeners. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Feel free to get in touch. Um, any comments, hints, tips um, or suggestions, just uh, feel free to, uh, to get in touch. And uh, stay safe and we'll okay. be back next week. Good luck.